Ladies and gentlemen, another special episode, a head-to-head Booth Boys matchup here on the booth. I'm not the host you're used to. I'm Davey O'Doyle, and today I'm just here to play middleman for the Vikings-Ravens game on Sunday. We got a booth boy on each side. We got Reese Shonsby on the side of the Vikings. What do you think, Reese? And then on the other side, from the Skull Vikings, we have Kayla McFadden Carver, Carve. What do you think about them, Ravens? Big trust. Big trust, indeed. So you heard an episode earlier in the year, Bengals Ravens. You're probably going to get that one again, meeting twice a year in a division rival. But for the first time since 2017, the Minnesota Vikings are heading to Baltimore. And we thought, hey, what better way? To preview this one than have a booth boys head-to-head matchup fellas should we get started oh yeah oh yeah so let's open here the vikings coming off a short week um uh not terribly short week but a shorter week than the ravens losing in prime time to cooper rush and the cowboys daniel hunter out for the year after that one going into baltimore to face the ravens fresh and rested off a bye week ready to play hard football after a devastating loss two weeks ago a blowout loss to my Cincinnati Bengals but hey that's not why I'm here I'm here to preview this one fellas let's get some opening thoughts here let's start with coaching who do you think has the edge in coaching we'll start with you Rich I want to say the Vikings Zim Mike Zimmer's a guy I've always been able to get behind as a Vikings fan. He's come under some scrutiny here uh, in the past few weeks, maybe a little bit in the past couple of years, just because this Vikings team has had trouble turning it on, that had trouble winning games. I don't think that's majority to do with coaching, though. I think it's maybe from a GM perspective that the coaching staff isn't getting the players they need to win games, but they're doing a lot with the players they're getting. I think Mike Zimmer is an amazing coach. I don't want him to go anywhere. I think he fits perfectly in Minnesota, and I think he matches up well with John Harbaugh. And leaving it at that, yeah, the thing is uh, Mike Zimmer is like a a really well-respected defensive coordinator. He's come to Minnesota and besides a lot of circumstance aside, really hasn't done a bad job at all. A lot of playoff appearances in his time. Traditionally some frisky teams, but some kicking woes and some bad luck have held back the potential of this team. But we'll jump over to Carve with the Ravens. Not a lot to complain about in the coaching department, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm a big Zim guy. I've always liked him. I think he's a good coach. Um and yeah, I think, you know, his seat has gotten a little hotter lately, but I don't know if that's necessarily all on him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will say, I mean, it's, it's Harbaugh for me. And I mean, he's, <clears throat> I put him in that category with the, you look active coaches, you got Reed, you got Sean Payton, you know, yeah, I mean, Belichick, Tomlin, Pete Carroll. And then I think Harbaugh's name's right there too. He's got a Super Bowl. You know, we, I think he's, he's got one losing record in 15 years, something like that. And yeah, he just finds a way to, to get things done. Coach of the year, two years ago, he's got a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. You know, he says enough about his coaching, but 
you know, what's impressed me the most about John is like, I can, John, what me and John, what's impressed me most about Sir, Mr. John Harbaugh is like, you know, there's individual games where it's like, man, that was a good coaching performance and stuff, but it's the way that midway through his tenure, well, like, you know, three fourths of the way through his tenure, he's like, oh, I'm just going to completely change everything. And I'm going to buy in on this kid from Louisville and I'm going to just redesign the offense and I'm going to get guys in here that will design it around him. And I'm going to just go, I'm going to run the ball nonstop and stop it. And that's what it's been for a couple of years now. And it's been damn hard to stop, but no complaints on my end, man. Big John is the guy. Definitely. John Harbaugh is a guy that every year, every situation is considered a great head coach and has done nothing but proved it. So on this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different than we did in the last head to head episode where we did just position. We're going to go offense versus defense of each side of the ball for each of these teams really encompass all the skill players, all the schemes, all the angles that you can get O versus D. We'll really uh, dig deep into it here. We're going to start off with Lamar Jackson, former league MVP and that Baltimore offense against a traditionally good Mike Zimmer led defense. So we'll start this time with carve. How do you see the Ravens offense and the Vikings defense matching up? Well, you know, in uh, in years past here, you know, it has been, like I said, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball until you stop it. Um, this year's been a year where, you know, Lamar and that offense, it's been, you know, we'll take those deep shots. We will go for it. We will air this thing out. Yes, a lot of it was injuries to our running backs and stuff. If you look at the Ravens numbers on offense here, about 432 yards a game. That's third in the league in total offense. They have a great, great offense, just explosive, you know, a lot of speed, a lot of shiftiness, a lot of elusiveness on that offense, of course, led by the man himself, Lamar Jackson. Um, We are third in the league in rushing yards per game, ninth in the league in passing yards per game, eighth in points. Um, You know, we we do have a great offense. Uh, The Vikings do. However, you know, they got a good defense. It's not, it's not, you know, they're not world beaters, but they're, they're solid enough. Um, I think Daniel Hunter is a big loss this, this year. And I mean, last year too, but I think that a big factor for me this week, and maybe it's a bit coaching, but I think it is still the, on the offensive side is, Lamar's taken the most hits of any quarterback this year. He's been hit, I think, 110 times. He's he's taken a lot, um, whether that be rushing outside the pocket or he has been sacked quite a bit. A bye week, you know, doesn't cure all, but a bye week in the middle of the season after a tough loss is a team's best friend. Get your head right, clear it out, and I think this offense will be able to put up numbers. I think they'll be able to put up yards. I think they'll be able to move – um, there are some guys, you know, to look out for, um, Michael Pierce, big boy in the middle. A lot of people don't know that name, but we both know that name very well. Um, oh, yeah. was a staple of Baltimore's defense for four or five years. Absolute load of a human being. He goes to Minnesota and free agency sits out last year because of COVID back this year and just moves mountains. Um, 
Everson Griffin looks like he's having a bit of a resurgence. Of course, guys like uh, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, uh, Cam Dantzler, someone to look out for. I don't know if Patrick Peterson's playing, um, but those who know me know that I would love nothing more than if Patrick Peterson got absolutely put on an island and exposed time after time after time. Um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think we have a good offense. I think, I think it's, it's, I think it's looking good for us on uh, the offensive side of the ball. On that Patrick Peterson appreciation note, we'll go over to our Richard here. Reese, what do you think? What do you think this defense needs to do to stop Lamar Jackson and a very frisky offense that the Ravens have? I think that was an easier question in years past. And I think it was, you got to stop the run. You got to stop the run because Lamar is not an experienced passer in this league. And if you can stop the run, you can kind of quiet this Ravens offense down. Well, that's not what we've seen anymore. We've seen that Lamar can throw the ball too and throw the ball very effectively. So I think it's turned into, you need to play a well-rounded game on defense. You need to cover all your bases. You're not going to stop this offense from putting up some points. You can't get a shutout against this Ravens offense. Don't try and do that. Try and manage this Ravens offense. Try and limit the points, but don't be afraid to let them put up points because you're going to have to play a game on offense to win this game. It's it's interesting with some of the some of the injuries we have now, especially to Neil Hunter. That's going to be that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Um, but I think we got guys that can step up. A guy like DJ Wanham will step up into that spot. Everson Griffin, they'll take over those pass rushing responsibilities. And I think an underrated pass rusher a little bit, uh, kind of viewed more from that linebacker spot that's back in the lineup. And that was Anthony Barr as well. That is a guy you definitely got to look out for every play. He's not played a ton this season yet. I actually believe last game against Dallas was his first game of the season that he's played. Um, looked good. Looked fresh. It'll be exciting to see him back in the lineup. See, the thing about this matchup, the Ravens O and the Vikings D, that's really interesting to me is if you just look at it, the Vikings against Lamar, you'd almost want to just on paper take Lamar, right? That's the kind of town that Lamar Jackson is. But this year we've seen Lamar, especially with that bad O-line, getting a lot of trouble in games, right? Have trouble producing offense. Two weeks ago against, against the Bengals, we saw a lot of clever uh, strategies by the Bengals to keep him in the pocket, keep contain on Lamar, right? We saw games like the, the game against the Lions where he definitely looked beatable. Three Colts against the quarters where it looked bad on offense, right? So you have to be aware of that, but the Vikings have a lot of veterans, even guys like an Eric Kendricks in the middle, very experienced in this league. And Mike Zimmer's a defensive coach. So it's interesting to see where this matchup will go. It may be more even than people would think on paper, just seeing Lamar against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Like- Next up, we have the traditionally feared Ravens defense taking on Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and a pretty decent on-paper Vikings offense. We're going to start with Rich this time. Rich, what do you think that Vikings O should do to get the better of the Ravens D? Just work. Just do what you do well. (laughs) Run the ball. 
play a rounded offense. I think we've seen maybe Minnesota get in a little trouble where they run the ball a little too much. Um, this is going to be a close game. The Vikings and the Ravens, they both play close games. Um, when you end up in a position where you need to pass the ball, you need to be able to pass the ball. And that doesn't mean run the ball until you need to pass the ball. You got to get into a rhythm and be able to, to be able to have success in that pass game. That's something the Vikings haven't done a ton of this year. It's been, it's cost the Vikings games. Um, I think if you're the Vikings offense, you're, you're a great offense. You're, you're an offense that can win games in this league. No doubt. You've got, Weapons in that receiving core in Jefferson and Thielen, um, even that tight end, Tom Conklin's coming on now, taking over for what was supposed to be the breakout season for Irv Smith Jr. before his injury. Um, I think it's it's a really exciting Vikings offense to watch. And but this is this is the Ravens defense too. They maybe have had some iffy games this season, but they're still the Ravens defense. I see Carve shaking his head here. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a Ravens fan my whole life. All right. So I've been watching football. And the big thing has always been, you know, play like a Raven. Play like a Raven. You, you, there's just been a certain standard, a certain expectation, a certain level in Baltimore, especially on the defense side of the ball that you just you maintain. And, you know, <laughs> it has not been there this year. It is so weird that our team is an offensive-driven team, but it is this year. Um, our defense is uh, currently giving up about 400 yards a game, total offense, 26th in the league. Um, we're 32nd against the pass. We give up 296 yards a game. Um, one thing the Ravens have always had and do always have is – we have an awesome rushing defense. We always have had a great rushing D, um, which is important. Very important play to the Vikings. Um, Kirk, you know, I do have I do have a lot of questions and you know gripes about Kirk Cousins, but he can distribute the ball and he can do it very well. And if you give him time, and you know, you have a secondary that's not very equipped to to match up with the talent they have. He can, he can shred. He can. And so that does worry me. It worries me a lot. You know, Marlon Humphrey coming off the worst game I've seen him play. Absolute lockdown stud, all pro corner gets absolutely torched by Jamar chase. Um, you know, owns it, comes out and says, yeah, I fucked I fucked that one. Um, I don't think, I mean, Dave, we were talking about it a bit. I think that was more of that's the first time seeing Jamar chase and maybe you underestimate the rookie and maybe oh, I'm an all pro in this league, you know, I'll, you know, step up and show them what the NFL is really like. I don't think that was holy shit. Marlon dropped off because he is still an absolute dog. Um, what does worry me is, you know, make that, that shiftier modern day kind of LSU receiver in Justin Jefferson, who is an absolute stud out there. I think, you know, in looking at this game or looking at our games in the past this year, they've put, we've put Marlin on, you know, against the chargers, you'd think against Keenan Allen. No, we had Anthony Averett out there against Keenan Allen, which, Hey, I will get to that name in a second, but 
you know, we've put Marlon on Mike Williams. We put Marlon on the bigger, more physical receiver, which leads me to believe maybe he'll be shadowing Thielen for a majority of the game, which will be a, a great fight to watch. But Anthony Averitt has been our number two corner this year. And the first three or four weeks of the season, he was given up one of the lowest passer ratings in the league. The guy looked like, holy shit, did we find another corner? Like Marcus Peters goes down. Holy shit, does this guy step up and is he a, is he a guy? Whatever, you know, when we had to play the Colts, he was targeted often, frequently, a lot. And I know that because all of them were caught. And he was getting peppered and beaten up bad. Looks like his confidence was absolutely shot. Comes out the next week against the Chargers. Does okay. Doesn't do bad. Doesn't do terrible. Does pretty good, actually. Um, So that's going to be huge. If he's on Justin Jefferson, if that's where we're going with it, I hope our safeties, Deshaun Elliott, Chuck Clark, can help in the back end. Um, The big thing I've noticed this year with the Ravens is that it's not that we, you know, it's not that we are – we're beating ourselves. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's missed tackles. It's missed assignments. It's busts and coverage. That's the, that's what's beating us. And that's, what's been our kryptonite and against Dalvin cook, Thielen, Jefferson, those playmakers, you cannot beat yourself because they'll do a damn good job of beating you anyways. And you know, you have to wrap up, you have to, you have to be on your shit. You have to be on your P's and Q's and, and, um, Hopefully they can do that. And hopefully they can be successful, but I'm hesitant this year, which is weird talking about the Ravens D. So you heard it here first from the experts of the Vikings and the Ravens. Gentlemen, before we get to predictions, do you guys have any X factors, any extra little sauce you want to put on your team to add to this matchup? Well, <clears throat> I will say, I swear to God, if you go fucking kicker, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> you know me. Uh, oh, I have a few. I will say, John Harbaugh, after a bye in his time with the Ravens, is 13-2. and two. Very, very good coming off of a bye. And what did we do before the bye week? Like Dave said, very disgusting loss against the Bengals. So we've had to sit with that loss in our mouth for two weeks. You know, haven't had a chance to go out there and just redeem yourself. This is our week to do that. We're back at the bank. We're back home. The Vikings team, like you said, coming off of a shorter week. We're coming off of a longer week or, you know, bye. Um, Harbaugh, great off a of bye. I think he'll have the boys ready to play. I, I expect I expect us to be very, you know, very on top of our assignments this week. But yes, there is another X factor. Like Rich mentioned earlier in the show, the Vikings don't play close or the Vikings don't play. The Vikings only play close games. They only play close games. Uh, They only play absolute nail biters. So far, the Ravens this year, we don't play boring games. We don't play blowouts well well hold on yeah. um the last two weeks we've had has been we blew out the charges and we got blown out but we play we have a tendency to have to play exciting games too and if it does come down to that last possession and it does come down to that field goal or it does come down to that extra point 
you have one of the greatest kickers of all time, if not the greatest, most clutch. And then you have one of the most cursed franchises when it comes down to that. And, and that'll just, you know, if it comes down either way, I know who I would take, but that's, those are, those are kind of my little, you know, little salts on there, a little salt bay action, make this game extra interesting. Rich, uh, pass it off to you, Rich. I hate this because I struggle. I struggle to find the X factor that the Vikings have. And I think that might be a big knock on this team this year is who's the X factor. Who really sets this team apart from the other teams? And I don't know if there is that one. I think the Vikings win this game by playing a clean game, by playing a smart game, limit turnovers, which the team has actually been very good at this year. Kirk has not been throwing interceptions. Dalvin hasn't been. Dalvin has had some fumbling issues in the past and hasn't really had any issues this season. Um, I think it's use your weapons, use your weapons. You have the weapons on your offense. You have two amazing receivers. You have one of the best running backs in the league, and you've got a quarterback that can put up the stats and I can't say win games because he hasn't really done that, but he's won some on on that on that pleasant note, Carl, do you have anything to add? Do you want to add? You have your microphone up. No, we're, we're, I'm ready for predictions. Okay. I am aware that I am a disappointment. Oh no. (laughs) As a Vikings fan, because this team's a disappointment. I mean, you are what you have in front of you, right? Exactly. I don't know what to tell you guys. I want to say, yeah. We got this X factor. We're going to go out. We're going to kick the shit out of the Ravens, but we're not. It's, well, it's never going to be a tight game. Know. It's going to be a tight game. All right, let's let's jump right into this one then. If you didn't listen to the main pod this week, the NFL preview review of last week, why is one question. How, yeah, first how come of all, you're here first? Why are you here why first? Are you, yeah. But we leave this if, one and go listen. Come and then back. come back. Yeah. So you don't hear spoilers. This is your spoiler wall. Spoilers. You get it? Yeah. One, two, three. There's your spoiler wall. Okay. On the main show, this is this podcast is not about me in any way, but I picked the Ravens. We'll pass over to you, gentlemen. And I need a score with this pick. How do you see this game going? And what's the score? Carf, you got your microphone right in front of you. I can see it in your eyes. You're cooking up some sort of math. Give me the final score. I am cooking up some sort of math. I don't think this one's going to be low scoring. I don't think either defense is equipped for that necessarily. I think, I think it'll be a lot of long drives, um, but I think they'll result in scores. Like Rich said, and it's something that I do think is, is maybe adds into this is that, Kirk Cousins has proven that he is the QB that will get the numbers. He will. And right now you look at him, he's got him. He looks great. But like you said, he doesn't always get the win. And flip side, Lamar's a guy where, you know, his MVP season, he had great numbers. You look at his career, he doesn't, you know, doesn't really have the great numbers. But, I mean, you look at the wins, it's all the guy does. Um. <sighs> 
for this game, I'm going to say the Ravens win. I think it'll be close. I do think it'll be close. I'm going to say Ravens win 34 24-27. Ravens win at home. That is the Ravens homers pick right there for the Ravens. Let's jump over to the Vikings side. Rich, on the main podcast, which you guys should have listened to by now, yep. you picked the Vikings. How do you see this one going? Well, here, uh, I, you can maybe take this as talking a little smack, but I don't think the Vikings need that X factor to beat the Ravens. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. This, I mean, I'm just spitting out facts here is – Ravens, pass yards allowed, 32nd in the league. Stinky. Stinky. So stinky. (laughs) Um, Kirk is having a great year. I think those two receivers we have will get it going. By way of score, it's going to be high scoring. You're right there. This is going to be – this is two great offenses versus two mediocre defenses at best. At, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I will go I, – I don't know how I'm saying this. I don't know how I'm going to say that the Vikings are going to win by three points. But it'll be 38-35 Vikings. Wow, that's Whoa. a frisky pick only for the fact that he thinks a field goal will decide it right there. Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker's in the arena. He put on the wrong purple jersey. He said, oh, fuck, yeah. wait. <laughs> it'll be a Justin Tucker miss that would have sent it to overtime. Oh, my God. And then Greg Joseph sinks one. Never know. So that is that. Is that. You heard the Booth Boys expert analysis of the Vikings expert. and Ravens. Expert with an X at the start. Expert. It's like X, X Games mode, but X analysis right there. Expert analysis. Expert analysis right there. From your boys at the booth. And gentlemen, I think that wraps it up on this special episode. As always, you can follow the booth at the booth EC on Instagram on Twitter, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you're hearing this right now, you found us. So please like rate and review all of that. Buy some merch, rep the booth. Go buy, do you see that? Do you see? Well, maybe you don't, but do you see that hat, bro? Go buy the merch hat, hoodie, shirt. Hey man, whatever you can get your hands on, rep the booth. Hey, do you like of, being, do you like being cool? It'd be a lot cooler if you did wear some of the merch. You understand me? Pass along this. Hey, tell a friend. Tell somebody. Hey, you like the NFL? You like sports? You like idiots talking about sports? That's the booth, baby. Right? Follow us at Booth EC. I'm Dave O'Doyle. With me, I had Rich, Rishonsby, and twitching out right now for some reason, right in front of my eyes, Carve, Ken McFadden Carver. Let's ride. All right, guys. Get your popcorn ready. NFL Sunday. Catch this one in the early window. Peace out.